Have you ever wondered if you're being all you can be? If you're living life beyond what you think is possible? Each of us has just one life to live, and that should be amazing. Join us for this series as we look through the Bible and discover how to live life beyond. The time is now to live like never before. We hope you enjoy. I'd just like to start off by just acknowledging the fact that we have some amazing worship leaders here at West Valley Christian Church. And I just want you to know that this guy doesn't take it for granted. I I, want to give a shout out to our worship director, Mandy Pinno, that helps put together these amazing worship leaders and amazing worship team every week. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we continue our series, and I am so excited about today's message. And I would like to start off by sharing with you something that's very special to me. Uh, I don't know if, how well you could see this, but this is a basketball, and it's got some writing on it. Uh, again, you may not know this about your pastor, but I collect sports memorabilia, especially some uh, game use stuff and autograph stuff. And so uh, many, many years ago, a friend of mine had a connection, a relationship with John Wooden, uh, the famous uh, UCLA basketball coach. And I asked if they wouldn't mind getting me a, an autographed ball from him. And I said, man, when you ask him if, if he's willing to, I would love for him to put some of his accomplishments on there. And uh, he's got a list of them. Some of the ones that uh, I remember are 88 consecutive win streaks, uh, 38 uh, consecutive win streaks for playoffs. Uh, he had 10 national championships. That's kind of what I was wanting to put on there. You know, John Wooden, 10 national championships, Hall of Fame. And uh, so they, they, they went and they got the ball autographed and they brought it back to me and they said, man, here, here's the autograph. I'm so sorry, but he wouldn't write any of his accomplishments. Well, I want to tell you something. That spoke volumes to me about the guy that I'd already looked up to as what I thought was the most amazing uh, coach out there, John Wooden. And so this ball says uh, to Rob, uh, with best wishes, John Wooden, UCLA. But again, you notice there's none of his accomplishments on there. You know why that impressed me? Because John Wooden is a humble man. John Wooden, throughout his career with all of these accolades, Hall of Famer, was a humble man. Today, we're going to talk about being humble. And I can't think of a better way to start the message than bringing us to this coach, John Wooden, who lived his life, a humble life, for Jesus Christ. Well, before we continue, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this time. And God, we are looking forward to what you want to do in our hearts and our minds and our lives. God, we are not looking for information, but we're looking for transformation. And God, we know through your Holy Spirit that you will fill our hearts and our minds with the very things that you want us to leave with here after listening to this message. God, thank you for the many examples that we've seen here on this earth. John Wooden being one of them who was not a perfect man, but certainly loved you and strove to be humble in his own life, even amongst all of the worldly accomplishments he had. God, help us as Christ followers to live humble lives. Help us to be in tune today with what that means. God, I know this can only be done through your Holy Spirit. And that's what we ask in the powerful name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. 
men. So if we're wanting to live our best life, the foundation of, uh, of over a month ago when we started this series, I said this, as Christ followers, when we have said yes to Jesus Christ and said, yes, I want to follow Jesus, we have been given a special gift. And it's the gift of the Holy Spirit, paracletus, which means, uh, which means helper. And, and, and in some ways, that helper is our strength and our comforter. But then we fast forwarded to Galatians chapter, 20, uh, chapter 22. There is no Galatians chapter 22. Galatians chapter 5. And we look at verse 22. And it says this, but the fruit of the Spirit. So we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And then this Spirit in our lives bears fruit. And it bears this kind of fruit. Love, joy. Can you read the rest with me? Peace, forbearance kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then he goes on to say, against such things, there is no law. Well, today we're going to look at this, this wonderful word, uh, humility. And, and I want you to grab a hold of this as, as we take this adventure on this path called humility. I, I know this. I know that I've had to grow in this area. I know that I have not accomplished humility completely. I know it's something that I need to work on every day of my life. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Why humility? Well, I would simply like to say this. It's because we live in a world that's not going to promote this. As a matter of fact, the opposite, which I would call pride, that's what's being promoted. Uh, just look at social media. You, you look at things like uh, uh, TikTok videos and Snapchats and YouTubers, and, and you look at the, 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 the phone and the selfies. Everything is self-promotion. It's all about how many likes we could get. It's how much attention we could get. And, and, and again, I'm not saying all of that is, is evil, but what, well, who's speaking the voice of humility. Who's shouting out that humble spirit? You know, I came across this quote this week, and again, there's, there's no name given to this, but uh, so I always like to say if it's good, then just put my name with it, which would not be a humble thing, right? Humility is always dignity. Humility is always dignity. And I want you to, uh, to, to understand early on here, as we're talking about why humility, we, we need to understand that we should not confuse humility with a lack of confidence or self-worth. You see, I could be confident because of whose I am. I could be confident because I am a child of God, made in the image of God Almighty. And somebody needs to hear that right now because maybe you're not looking at yourself as very worthy. And there's arrogance in that, by the way, and that's a whole nother message. It's not just haughtiness and pridefulness, the one that speaks about him or herself. But I want to say this, that again, Humility is always dignity. And we're not to confuse humility with a lack of confidence or self-worth. Those are not humility. But those are low self-esteem. Pat Williams, who is a senior uh, vice president of the NBA basketball team, Orlando Magic, said this. I love it. A, humi uh, a, a humiliated 
person feels weak and enslaved. A humble person feels strong to serve others. A humiliated person feels helpless and hopeless. A humble person feels helpful and hopeful. A humiliated person uh, feels powerless and dishonored. A humble person feels empowered and dignified. Humiliation tears down. Humility builds up. Humiliation is tragedy. Humility is a choice. No one is born humble, but we all must move towards it. And as Christ followers, with the Holy Spirit in our lives, this can happen. Well, I want you to turn to James in your Bibles. And I know many of you have an actual Bible in your homes or wherever it is that you're listening to. And then there's others that have it on your mobile device. If you don't have that on your mobile device, like I just shared with someone the other day, you've got to go to your app store on your mobile device and put in version. And uh, you will have the Bible on your phone, and it's got all the different translations, and it's got devotions, and it's an excellent, excellent tool to have on your mobile device. So here we go. We go to James, and we go to chapter 4, and we go to verse 10. And James says this, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Can you say that with me? Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. And I want to say this one more time. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Why humility? Because the Bible teaches this. This is where you and I ought to be. And again, it might fly in the face of everything the world has taught us. It may even fly in the face of what was taught to you and modeled to you in your own homes. But again, as Christ followers, we're striving to do what God wants us to do and how God wants us to be. And humble is so important for us as Christ followers. I love the call. And it's not just here in James, but if you go to 1 Peter, and there's, there's many other passages, but you go to 1 Peter chapter 5, and you look at verse, uh, I'll start at uh, verse, the latter part of verse says this, God opposes what? God opposes who? God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble, or he gives grace to the humble. There it is again. God opposes the proud. I I believe uh, one of the first translations, the first translation I ever heard of this passage 30 years ago when I was a Christian, uh, first becoming a Christian, I I remember saying this, God hates the proud but gives grace to the humble. And then in verse six, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he, here it is, that he may lift you up in due time. You see, what we're we're concerned about is what does God want from our lives here in 2020? He wants us to live a humble life. The man who humbly bows before God will walk upright before man. The man who humbly bows before God will walk upright before man. The second point of today's message is this. What is humility? We looked at why. 
Why humility? But what is humility? Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking about yourself less. And I believe that quote is given, uh, the credit is given to C.S. Lewis. Humility is not thinking less about yourself. It is thinking about yourself less. It's seeing yourself as God sees you. Not making more of yourself and not making less of yourself. I could stand here with a smile on my face because I am God's child. And you listening, wherever you're listening, you could sit and stand or kneel knowing that God loves you because he's created you in his image. Making life less about yourself and more about him and others is what this message really is about. If you've been around West Valley long enough, I've said this many, many a times. West Valley Christian Church exists to help people love God and love others. Let me say that again. West Valley Christian Church exists to help people love God and love others. Where did I get that from? We get that from Matthew chapter 22 when Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. The, the simple, uh, the, 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 the cliff note version of that is we exist to help People love God and love others just after we've been connected with God ourselves. And so that's what humility is all about. Again, it flies in the face of a lot of what our culture says. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and you just step on whoever and climb over whoever, and you get to the top, and you get all the toys, and you do all the things that you want to do for you. And I would just simply say, for those of you that are living life that way, how's that working out? Because one thing I've learned is enough is not enough. Whole nother sermon again there. Well, humility is not thinking less about yourself. It is thinking about yourself less. Can I just say this? (laughs) Loving God might not be the easiest thing for some of you. But I want you to know he loves you. But one thing I know, loving people can be really hard. I don't know about you, but I've been challenged with this, especially during this COVID season. There are a lot of people saying a lot of things out there right now. And I don't necessarily agree with a lot of it. And In fairness, I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't agree with what I have to say. But especially those that would say things opposite of what I think is true. God is calling me to still love those people too. But you see, if I'm filled with pride and arrogance, I'm not going to even come close to being able to love like God would want me to love. And that's why I think this message is so important that we put humility on the radar. That we would humble ourselves before God. And he would be the one that lifts us up. Proverbs chapter 16. If you'll turn there with me. And we're going to be bouncing all over the Bible here today. Proverbs chapter 16. And we're going to go to verse 18. Proverbs 16 verse 18. It says this. 
Pride goes before destruction. Can you say that with me? Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a what? Before a fall. Pride is our downfall. It was Satan's downfall. We got to make sure that we're not full of ourselves. I joke with people, and when they ask, how am I doing? And I say, it's your world, I'm just living in it. That probably is not the greatest thing for me to say, because actually some people might think that's true. This world is not ours. It's God Almighty who created this world. I am blessed that he has given me whatever time I have here on this earth. And, and, and according to Scripture, I ought to humbly bow before him and serve him humbly to the best of my ability till the day he comes back or I leave this earth. It's interesting that we've gone from a, a society that looks at pride or actually biblically looks at pride from being a, a vice to now a society that actually looks at pride as being a virtue. That's dangerous, isn't it? I like Dr. David Jeremiah who writes in his book, A Life Beyond Amazing. He says this, humility eliminates the anxiety that comes with the constant need to strive for greater recognition, position, and power. It takes the focus off us and it puts it back where it belongs, on God and others. It takes the focus off of us and puts it where it belongs, on God and others. This is what makes humility so beautiful so special, so important. If you're right, taking notes, write this down as our third point, our greatest example. Here it is, Jesus Christ. Our greatest example of what we're being asked to do and be is Jesus Christ himself. Think about it. Our first image of Jesus here on this earth is what? A big parade? No. Big fanfare? No. It's a baby laying in a manger in a barn. And you think about if that's our first image, what's our last image of Jesus Christ? It's a man beaten to death hanging on a cross. Our greatest example of humility is the Son of God. Jesus Christ himself. Matthew chapter 11, if you'll turn there, and we'll go to verse 28. Matthew eleven twenty-eight says, Jesus says this, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Somebody needs to hear right now that verse. That's an incredible promise. This is a bonus right here, but Jesus says, I'll give you rest. Then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, for I am gentle. And check this out. He says, I am gentle and what? 
and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew chapter 22, Jesus says, I have all authority in heaven and on earth in verse 18. But it's the same Jesus that says, you can come to me and I am humble and I will give you rest. That's what's so amazing about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He didn't lord over with his authority and finger point from a throne of God. He came alongside of us and he says, come to me. You're hurting, you're struggling, you're tired, you're confused. Come to me. I'm so glad I serve Jesus Christ, who is a true model of a humble man. You turn to Philippians chapter 2. And again, there's so many more passages we could look at, but here, here's just a few. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility. There's the call for us that the scripture tells us to, to be humble. Value others above yourself. There it is. Humility is not looking to our own interests, but also the interests of others. Because you see that in verse 4. Not looking to your own interests, but, uh, but to the interest of others. In, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as who? Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to give us an example. He says, who being in the very nature of God did not uh, consider equality with God something uh, to be used in his own advantage. Rather, he made himself what? He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he what? He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus is not asking something of us that he wasn't willing to do himself. What I'm drawn to is, is this, that, that, that it says uh, that he, he had the ability to lord this over, but he chose not to. Who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He made himself nothing. Somebody needs to hear that today. Maybe it's this guy that's preaching right now. We're so about entitlement and rights today. God could take all that from us in a moment. What this pastor believes, and I believe the leadership of this church believes, we need to humble ourselves before God Almighty. Less of me and more of him. Does that resonate true in your heart? I'd encourage you at some point this week to go to John chapter 13. Again, Jesus' example of just being an incredible servant. We know the story, and if you don't read it, but Jesus is is doing the very thing a servant should have done. They should have washed all the disciples' feet before they sat in, as they entered into the house, before they sat down for a meal. Uh, that hadn't happened. So Jesus himself, not one of the disciples, Jesus himself, the Son of God, got up and washed the feet of the disciples. Don't you love this about Jesus? Don't you want to be that kind of person? Jesus, 
is our greatest example of humility. Now, here's how I want to close the rest of this message is like I did last week, but this week with integrity, you know, last week was integrity, decisions for integrity. This week, what are some decisions you and I can make that will help us to grow in our humility? Number one, own your pride. (laughs) Own your pride. If you don't think you're full of yourself, why in the world would you want to humble yourself? And some of us are so stinking full of ourselves, this message is just going right over our heads. All we can think of is the people that ought to be hearing this message. But this message is for you that is listening right here, right now in this moment. Because this message is for all of us because all of us struggle with pride. All of us struggle with being filled with less of us and more of him. So Romans says this, Romans chapter 12 Verse 3, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It says this about, uh, about uh, the decision of owning our pride. 12, 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has uh, distributed to each of you. Again, I've said this earlier, but I think the challenge of this decision is to just really see ourselves as God sees us. No more less, no more than than we, you know, in an arrogant, haughty way. And and I want to say this, you don't just, you and I just don't arrive at humility. Like I said earlier, it's a journey. Because here's what's funny. Once we get to the place where we can say, well, now I'm finally humble. Well, (laughs) That is not a very humble statement, is it? So I've just learned this. I'm not going to fully ever arrive there, but I'm, it's, on, it's a journey for me. And I want to be the best person I could be that God has ordained me to be. Uh, John Ortberg, uh, a famous uh, Christian author, uh, he tells a story of a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And he, they, they, uh, uh, he and his wife arrive at this gas station. And he leaves to go uh, pay for the gas. And she's out. And, and one of the gas attendants walks up. And they're talking. And, and come to find out, it, it was actually an ex-boyfriend of hers way back um, from high school. And, and so uh, the CEO of the Fortune 500 company comes back out. And he, he hears a little bit of this conversation. And he and his wife get back in the car right? So you can picture this, and they're driving off, and it's dead silence. Well, eventually, uh, the, the Fortune 500 CEO was feeling a, little, uh, feeling a little good about himself, and he said this to his wife, I bet I know exactly what you're thinking. You're thinking you're glad you married me, the Fortune 500 CEO, and not that guy that's the gas station attendant. Immediately, her response was no, I, uh, I was thinking a little different. I was thinking if I married him, he would be the Fortune 500 CEO and you would be the gas attendant. I love that. You know what that's called? Eating a piece of humble pie. Humble pie never tastes good. But the truth is, it has some very healthy nutrients in it. Some of us need a little taste of humble pie right now. And I don't say that in a judgmental way, but it's really easy for all of us to slip into our own selves and our own thoughts and our own world and our own desires and our own everything. So 
The second decision that we can make uh, towards helping us with humility is to start serving. You know, one of the best things that we could ever do when we're focused on ourselves or we're down in the dumps or we're having a pity party or just the opposite when everything's turning to gold that we touch and we think we're all that the best thing for us to do is serving that's why i love missions i love missions trips hundreds of people i've brought in missions trips over the years now here's what i do know you don't have to get on a plane to serve i would encourage you right here right now especially if you've just kind of been self-absorbed I want to challenge you to think about how you could get out of yourself and serve somebody. Because in order to serve somebody, you have to see somebody else's needs. It's like that Philippians passage. You're not only looking to your own interests, but to the interest of others. It's fulfilling Matthew chapter 22. It's a way of loving our neighbor. So for some of you, this is the very thing that you need to hear. You need to serve. That's what God's asking of you. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22, verse 27. Luke chapter 22, verse 27 says this. Jesus says, For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? It is not the one who is at the table, but I am going among you as the one who, guess what? Serves. You look at Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20, verse 26. Jesus says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your what? Must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Uh, There's passage after passage that talks about the importance of serving. Matthew chapter 23, I'll close this section with this. Matthew chapter 23, verse 11 says, the greatest among you will be your what? Just take a guess. Will be your servant. So another good decision for us is to serve. The third decision we can make is keep listening and learning. You want to be humble? Make the decision to keep listening and learning. Uh, Earlier this week, I was reading uh, Forbes magazine, and there's an article called The 13 Habits of Humble People. What I found interesting about this secular uh, article was this, that listening was listed in in the top 13 habits, and so was um, curiosity, which I'm, I'm translating as learning. Here's the one thing I know. If you know it all, there's no way you're going to be humble. If you think everybody needs to know everything that you know, then you are not learning. I believe we need to be constant students until the day we, lo- we die. And I also think we need to be good listeners. Some of us are very good talkers, but I think a humble person, a humble person is going to be a great listener. I think of the passage in... Um, James, and I believe it's James chapter 1, verse 9, that talks about being slow to anger. It talks about being slow to speak, but quick to what? Quick to listen. I don't think I've ever talked about this from the pulpit, and it's been intentional, but um, I received my master's about a year and a half ago. 
And uh, I, I did this a lot later in my life. As a matter of fact, I got my diploma when I was 50 years old, and I'm coming up at 52 here. It was really hard to get that degree. While being the pastor here at West Valley, part of that time being the associate, part of that time being the lead, uh, having a family, you know, raising my, 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 you know, doing the best I can as a husband and raising my boys and, and just all that stuff. And then having papers turned in and books read and online this and online that. Well, I only share that and I've decided to share that here, not to go, oh, look at me, I got my master's. It's to say, you know what? At 50 years old, I'm still learning. And I hope if God has me on this earth at 60, I'm still willing to learn. I'm still listening. I'm still learning. And I think that really helps us to lessen ourselves and our fill ourselves with the Lord. And, and that's just a personal opinion, but I think uh, it's a good decision for us to keep listening and keep learning. Uh, the fourth decision is to stop <laughs> taking yourself so seriously. I, I'm not going to turn there, but I'd love for you to look at, write this down, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12, and Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2. And uh, I'm simply going to say this about this statement. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Some of us need to stop taking ourselves so seriously. We need to take a deep breath and we need to learn to laugh at ourselves. Learn to laugh at some of our failures and our mistakes. Don't worry about risking out there. Some of us are so stuck on ourselves that what people are going to think about us that we're stuck at never getting outside the box or doing anything uh, called living. And so, yeah, that's a whole nother tangent, but I, I don't want to throw that one out there. And last but not least, another decision to help us with humility is don't lose perspective. Don't lose perspective. And I want to close with that. Uh, in his book, uh, Der David Jeremiah writes this, and he says, long before Theodore Roosevelt became the 26th president of the United States, he was fascinated with God's creation. He loved the grandeur of the natural world. During his time in office from 1901 to 1909, he established several national parks and national monuments to preserve what wild places were still left after decades of expansion of industry and agriculture across the continent. It's said that one of Roosevelt's habits was when he entertained a guest at the White House. Uh, he would take them to the back lawn uh, when the day was over. He would gaze up into the sky and, and tell his guests to do the same thing. After looking up at the, 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 the mass amounts of stars scattered across the vast black nothingness of space for a couple of minutes, he would say, gentlemen, I believe we are all small enough now. Let's go to bed. I guess in some ways, my heart would be for this message that we would gain perspective. For those of you that think you're all that and no one else could exist without you, I humbly say, I hope you gain perspective today. You're just a dot on this earth, a dot that matters because God says you matter. But God is the one to be lifted up. God is the one to be praised. God is the one to be bowed down to. I hope that you've been encouraged. I hope that you've been challenged. I hope that you and I will put humility on the radar. And may God bless you in doing so. Thank you, Jesus for giving us this model.
Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at wvcch.org or you can join us live in one of our Sunday services. Have a great day. You forget all my rebellions that you've always